Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered. Alright, uh, welcome to another episode of Love is Amazing, but it also happens to be bullshit and could get you murdered. Uh, I'm Aaron Black, and with me as always is my loyal co-host, Nick. Hey. Who's <laughs> <laughs> super, super stoked about being here. And we have Alon Danziker, <laughs> who is the host of Lost and Rewound. Excellent. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Awesome, cool, man. As you, so, uh, today we were telling the story of Miranda Dean and Elliot Barber. Now, as we are going over, as we're doing these uh, podcasts, something I've been learning about murder cases that stem from a relationship is there's a lot out there. And I don't mean, I just don't mean people that kill each other because somebody fell in love and uh, of jealousy or you know, of, of being a stalker, you know. What I mean is there's a lot of types of murder love out there. <laughs> so you got, like, the boyfriend who gets jealous kills the girlfriend. You got the girlfriend who gets jealous kills the boyfriend. You got the girlfriend who talks another dude into killing her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then you got... We, we did a bunch. But <laughs> this is the first time I think we're doing a episode where just both of them kind of just feed off each other and get down to it and they just kind of murder people yeah it's, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a murder that happened from like a mutually beneficial relationship sure i, I mean if you want to think about it that way yeah i do want to think about it that way right. in fact that's why i said it nick um so kind of like uh what what do you call it natural born killers ever seen that movie yeah, it's it's dribble, but yeah, sure, why not? It's drip. What do you mean it's dribble? Uh, it's over stylized and like okay, the, uh, <laughs> and, and, and let's not get into this. But yeah, you know, it's, it's style over substance. Nick, I, I know for a fact that you uh, have in the past directed romantic comedies. Would you not or would you not classify Natural Born Killers as a romantic comedy? I I, I wouldn't disagree with that. It's very good, but you know, like all the sequences where it like flips to red and it's over stylized and Rodney Dangerfield's a creep. What? <laughs> oh my god, now I have to see it. Nick, did you go to film school? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get to it. Alright. Alright. Yeah. So, we're all in. Um, we're gonna talk about Miranda Dean. Miranda Dean was from Wasilla, Alaska, which if I'm not mistaken Yes. Was... Sarah Palin. Yes, That's Sarah exactly Palin. Yes. Boom. So, uh... Good water out there. Why? <laughs> you can see Russia from there. Yeah. It's certainly no... Well, I see why her life turned out to be totally fucked at the end. So, <laughs> she was born with a hip outside of her socket. Yeah, yeah. Like, her Wait. hips were, like, out of her sockets when she was born. Uh, what? Is there, like, a term for that at all? There must be some, cl- like, medical term that they classified... Like bone, I, like bone spurs or something, right? Yeah, something to the effect oh, I, of that. Yeah, I think it's called um, hip out of socket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I heard that, uh, it reminded me, have any of you guys seen uh, Kids in the Hall Brain Candy? Oh, yeah, totally. With a cancer boy? Oh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like uh, my parents are still very low, not just because of me, but because my brother was born with a heart on the outside of his body. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we? I'm cancer boy. The parents, <laughs> did you see? Miranda's parents. Uh, she has both of her parents there, from my understanding, right? Yeah, she has both of her parents. And the reason I mentioned the hip thing was just because they talk about when she was a baby that she actually had to uh, spend a lot of time in like some crib, and her parents weren't able to hold her as an infant, which I guess can really fuck you up. I guess so. Yeah. Then she was uh, molested at the age of four by a relative. Yeah, freak yes. uncle. Yeah, freak uncle, which brought to question in my head, what side of the family was it that mm-hmm. this happened? Like, clearly, she has an uncle. That must mean that one of her parents has this really creepy brother, either be it her mom or her dad. And I think, uh, Aaron, you said that it was the mother? I said I thought it was. Okay. And I but don't, we don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're just speculating sure. right here. Yeah. Because yeah, I wonder, like, you know, that, you know, it travels well, the whole uh, fucked upness in family. You know, yeah. So clearly 
it's unfortunate that whatever uh, uh, family bestowed that onto the children, uh, it landed squarely on Miranda and her sister. Yeah. Well, and does the craziness run in the family? Like, does freak uncle mean? Freak I don't know. Murder? I mean, I mean. Was it a real uncle? Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it seems like anybody who molests anybody is an uncle all of a sudden. I don't think we've done. I don't think we've done a case where. Somebody didn't get molested by an uncle. It's just in every single case where someone gets murdered. Family, friend, yeah, whatever. But either way, another adult in the house. Yeah. So uh, basically what happened was this guy was molesting both Miranda and her sister Ashley. Yes. Then Ashley uh, told her mom. So Barbara's mother confirmed that Miranda's uncle was charged with sexual abuse of a minor, and he was sentenced to 19 years in prison. Ooh. So, there's a happy ending there a little well, bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now now someone else is freak-uncling the freak-uncle. Right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, she's, she's growing up. She's uh, clearly already not doing well mentally, and uh, it seems like they never really address this abuse, you know? Yeah, they kind of gloss over it a little bit. And it just gets worse. <laughs> so, then she joins... A cult at the age of 13, but not just any cult, a one that believes in Satan. This isn't like Heaven's Gate, all right? You're not thinking about like UFOs or something did, about that. This is Satan. Here. Did they establish how she even found out about this cult? Because it's Alaska? <laughs> oh, come on. Really? I mean, I've never been there, but I'm not just going to assume that it's. Uh, it's specifically one place or the other. You have to find out about underground cults that are embracing Satan. Well, I have been to Alaska twice, and that place is fucked. And there's t- they could totally find somebody with a cult there pretty easily, I think. Well, also, like, in my mind, like, satanic cults are kind of like a myth. You know, it's like... Oh, I'm joining a cult, and it's yeah, satanic. like the witch trials. Yeah, exactly. Where it's yeah. like they're not really satanic, and these cults that are satanic are just kind of like yeah. playing into like this mythos. Yeah. If you're gonna be joining a cult that young, and that's an age where you just are looking for friends, yeah, wouldn't she have met plenty of nice Satan-loving boys in that cult? <laughs> yeah, right. Was she the youngest person? It seemed like from the recreation that was happening that she was like the only kid there. She's just walking down the street and she sees a flyer join uh, this fun circle for uh, friends of all ages. Don't worry about the fact that you just got molested when you were younger by an older gentleman. Hang out with this older gentleman with a nice goatee. Yeah. (laughs) He has all the answers for you. Well, I didn't trust him at first, but then he like pulled out a dead rabbit. So I said, of course, why not? I, I could just imagine this guy walk in and there's a big fucking pentagon on the floor. And there's like Pent- a bunch of- pentagram? Pentagram, yes. Pentagram. What is a pentagon? Well, uh, uh, a pentagon oh, it's like a military. That. It's a place the military is. No, but yeah, they- well, it's a five yes. Oh, that's shape. a pentagram. Pent- yes. Pentagon, military, pentagram, Satan. big star, Satan. Or, 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 Pentecostal. Or- yeah, <laughs> isn't that in Florida? Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, glad we cleared that up. Yeah. So, but I could just see him like walking in. There's a big uh, pentagram on the floor, and uh, she just like looks up at this dude, and she she's like, uh, "Sarah's not here." You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's amazing that me. you would be that young and impressionable enough to just sort of separate everything else from your life when you are a part of this cult technically if you're a part of a cult or you're getting sorry not a cult you're in the occult i should say sure there is a big difference uh, you could be that a, difference the occult yeah. versus cult i don't know in terms of the the uh, uh of the definitions but they are two separate words that uh imply that the occult is believing in magic and mysticism versus a cult which mm-hmm. is simply that of uh of scientology where you just sort of drink <laughs> the kool-aid and move uh into uh you know a one-bedroom apartment with yeah. somebody that you are deemed appropriate mentally to be with mm-hmm. and if not then like they do tests on you and say why you're not well yeah yeah okay cool um <laughs> satanism though yeah satan yeah well Hail satan. All I know is that uh, uh, it, it did not turn out well for her. I did not turn out well for her. But here's my thing that what? I have a hard time understanding. This all this time, right? She has a kid. 
So mm, not yet. Not yet. Ha- has not happened gun. yet. Yeah. When she's eighteen, though, she has a two-year-old, right? Yeah. So but, she, but, but, when but, she's sixteen, she has a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. So somewhere along the way, somewhere they don't really say what happens between thirteen and sixteen, right? You know, which which uh, which uh, Satan-loving teen mm-hmm. has a kid by sixteen? They don't really go in depth. They they do not, but you know, you can imagine that the kid was spawned from the Satanist cult, mm-hmm. and it might be the Antichrist. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> then why did she ignore her? I mean, that's 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 spo- ignore the baby. Spoiler alert: she doesn't pay attention much to her kid. Okay. Later on. Or the documentary also does not pay yeah. very much attention. And to it the child. doesn't even answer who shot first, the Branch Davidians or the ATF. I, <laughs> this whole series is bullshit. <laughs> I have to, on, on a technical note, I just have to make a note that. This episode was rather, uh, uh, it was unnerving because the voiceover editing, maybe this is for how it is for every single episode, but the VO editing, at least maybe on a few different occasions, was so obviously like cut and pasted together. I was really disappointed, and it took me out of the story very heavily. Well, can I comment on that? And I will say that the production value for this episode is way better than any other episode that we've ever seen. And uh, it, it was like Alex Gibney like made this thing. So she dabbles in Satanism. She, she, she dabbles. She dabbles. She's dabbling. No, on, she doesn't. She's fucking in it. It's it's <laughs> it's the dude that dabbles. She oh she's up, <laughs> yes. She's, she got up in there. <laughs> she's all up in that. She's Satan. all up in that Satan. So we're fast forwarding then to um, okay. So what? She has a kid now. At, this point. at sixteen, she gets a kid, and her family sends her to North Carolina, specifically Coates. North Carolina, which is a small town. Now, she gets there, and she basically tries to turn her life around from there. She gets a GED. Mm-hmm. Um, she enrolls in community college. And uh, she has her kid. And she's, like, you know, really trying to make make a go of it. Uh, she signs up for classes called Mommy and Me classes. Oh, yeah. And in these Mommy and Me classes, she meets the other um, person in the story. Oh yeah, Elliot and who, Barber. Elliot Barber. Elliot Barber. Ooh. Elliot, but how is Elliot spelled, Aaron? E l l y t t e. That is a very strange way to spell. As somebody whose name is spelled not on like a usual Elon or an Elon, if you will, yeah. I must admit that spelling your name not like the normal way you spell Elliot is absolutely absurd. I'll tell you what, man. It's fucking pretentious is what it is. And he had no reason to be, be pretentious. The guy was a fucking dishwasher. He had a kid when he was 16. Don't spell your name like that. You you change it to Kevin. <laughs> and you I, stay a Kevin. I'm really confused because you said these were mommy and me classes. So clearly he was just sort of leeching off his girlfriend's a chance to like go and maybe meet other women at this, yeah. gr- at this mommy and me. When he had no business being there because he's not the mommy. So clearly he was trying to find like a way to meet other women. Yeah, he was shopping for another yeah. mommy. What a yeah. fucking scumbag. But, but uh, yeah, so he did have... Um, he, his girlfriend was in the class. So he knocked up this girl. And then the three of them, Elliot, the girlfriend who they never mentioned by name, and uh, uh, Miranda, they all become like friends... A little bit more about Elliot, though. You know, like, remember high school and then you would always see these kids with jinkos on and, like, they had fucking weird haircuts and a bunch of holes in their sweater and, uh... They had holes in their sweater, too? Come on, they can afford <laughs> jinkos. They can afford new shirts. I mean, but that wasn't the style, you know? <laughs> and then they had the uh, chain going to the uh, wallet. The, the wallet chains, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. And I wasn't, like, a jock or one of the popular kids, but, you know, you would look at them and then you'd say to a friend, like, oh, geez, isn't Brian fucking nuts? But then you would <laughs> see him and he would hang out with all, like, the cool goth girls that you secretly, you're like, oh, I just want to... You know, this girl knows about System of Down. Like, I just want to know how she feels. Yeah, the, gr- the girls would wear that fashion, too. They're called kangaroo pants, I think. Yeah. Well, th- that was one style of the Jinko jeans. Those were the ones with the uh, 50-inch, uh, like, diameter pant legs. They're, Jinko's about to go out of business, so get your yeah. last get your last kangaroo pants now, <laughs> listener. Yeah, like, it, it's a sad day when Jinko goes away. But he was also, he had, like, uh, plugs in his ears. There was a clip later on in the episode that shows him with a lip ring. Yeah. It's clearly, I mean, between that and Miranda's sister having that weird, like, kind of uh, stud on right next to her eye, 
I, I'm just very intrigued at all of the uh, creative new ways as we progress as a culture where you put your piercing. Yeah, yeah. like where you put shit on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I would see kids like Elliot in like in high school and like I never didn't like talk shit about them or anything, but you know, I wasn't like Yeah, you I guess I did. I talked like I talked shit about them, but secretly I was like, maybe these guys know what the fuck's going on because clearly they're talking to a bunch of cute goth girls and I'm standing here with my dick in my hand. I got stood <laughs> up uh at the prom not once but twice. God damn it. I got played by like a fiddle in high school. Uh. And and these kids, sure they looked weird, but they were all up in that goth pussy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which which bring, which brings us to my favorite uh, phrase in this entire episode. Dabble into Satanism. Yes. So oh. how do you get the girl who is on the you know, clearly on the cutting edge of fashion and, you know, has that dark, mysterious allure? You dabble into Satanism. Hey, yeah. what are you into? What are you gonna get into this week? Oh, you know, I'm just gonna dabble into some Satanism. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm gonna probably do some homework. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Elliot was described as charming. Uh, you know, he's no David Koresh, but uh, he he was he was pretty. <laughs> That's like the cornerstone of charismatic psychopath. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Psychopaths are like. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, you know, I want to be like David Koresh. Because that man was a smooth operator. (laughs) He was. He had so many wives. Fuck anything. Like, like, look. He convinced the people in his cult that only he can have the offspring. So dudes in that cult, married dudes, were cool with him to fuck their wives. Meanwhile, I have a panic attack if I tell some girl... I'm bumble that I'm not a cat person. Like that, that's that's confidence <laughs> right there. What a time to be alive. <laughs> well, okay. okay. So, uh, w- one thing I can honestly say about learning more about Elliot is, is that clearly he and Miranda link up based on the fact that they are out that they feel like outcasts. They're outcasts. Yeah, they're they, outsiders. Right. In I fact, don't know. I think that was a soundbite. That was Oh that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Here, let's cue it up. Elliot and Miranda had this beautiful chemistry between the two of them. It was very clear that they were deeply in love. I think she fell in love with him because she could relate to him, you know? They were both kind of like the town outcasts, and it was just easy for them to talk and relate and, you know, just build a bond with that. Yeah, I mean, that's about (laughs) right. Look, if if you're living in North Carolina, if you're living with you know the age that you are with children clearly you already are kind of an outcast already i think that's just a general like comes with the territory of being a parent no matter what the age but when you're a young parent uh i mean i knew kids when i was growing up who were teen parents and i didn't want to look favorably uh unfavorably about them because i wanted to empathize with them and say you know i don't know what it's like you know, I, I as a man who could be a potential partner to somebody who is pregnant at that age, I can't imagine what it must be like, you know, to have to go through that Absolutely. and what my parents would be like. So uh, Elliot didn't really have a very good relationship with his parents, according to yeah. this. Like, they kind of didn't approve of his lifestyle choices. Well, yeah, you went from one one baby mama to another baby mama. Yeah. I feel like, though... You could fall ass backwards into becoming a teen father. Like, the only thing between me and being a dad is no one fucked me in high school. But <laughs> if I had that opportunity, I wouldn't have been responsible about it whatsoever. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you might have pulled an Elliot. I, I could have pulled an Elliot. I could have, thank God no one had sex with me in high school. <laughs> Outcast with children. And then, you know, she basically decides to uh, bring him into her life. Uh, and, yeah. it's, and it's and it's just, like, supposed uh, that everything's going to be okay with the kid that he already had with this other baby mama. And now the baby mama has to take care of the kid on her own. What a fucking scumbag. Again. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the guy clearly wasn't thinking ahead. But, you know, I guess uh, from that point of view, like, his life is already going down the drain. He's so, a dishwasher, so point yeah. taken. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good for me. <laughs> what, a, what a clever pun I just made up. 
his, his life is already uh, going down the drain. So, like, what what does it matter if another kid? Sure. His life? <laughs> Why yeah. not? So, so he ends up breaking up with his girlfriend. Uh, him and Miranda uh, really hit it off. He Elliot finds out about Miranda's past, and he is fucking into it. He's all in, man. He's all in. He wants to know about uh, pentagrams, pentagons, Pentecostals. <laughs> he wants to know about all of it. Yeah. I you know, like weird Satan sex. Yeah. Satan helps bond them. I, and of course, leave it to him to not think about the fact that, you know, he's performing uh, this sort of lecherous activity in a small town. So clearly, like, everybody's business, his business is going to be everybody's business. Yeah. So what yeah. happens next? They, they, they make it official, right? Yes. On October 22nd, 2013, they get married in Dunn, North Carolina. They don't tell anybody. They don't invite friends. They, don't they did invite friends. They had like two, well, they, they had, they had two witnesses. They had two but, witnesses, but, but they, they didn't not... tell family. Nope. They they didn't have a ring. Like nope. Shay Dietz was not there. Yeah, Shay Dietz. <laughs> Shay Dietz. The, uh, oh, the, the oh Shay. Oh, Shay. You and your septum piercing. I don't know. I thought she was kind of hot. She was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was yeah. really very, I was very disturbed, I should say. Unless they just decided in the production to put porcelain dolls in the bedroom. <laughs> and if she, and if they did that as a, like a accurate recreation for the set design, that she actually had porcelain dolls. If I was a guy who was really into you, and I was into you regardless of whatever material possessions you may own, even even with looking at porcelain dolls in your room, I'm going to be suspect. And in most cases, I would probably run. I'm surprised that this guy did not run. Like, he was like, yeah, I can see past that. Su- <laughs> Go like, Satan. Yeah, yeah it's, Wait, it's, like, it's all good, man. I mean, you're surprised? This guy's a nutcase. Of, <laughs> Clearly. Of course he would be into porcelain dolls. And getting, like, in, yeah. and, you know, like, satanic rituals and, like, having... Uh, his uh, bloodletting while like yeah. you know you know this guy had like three hobbies that was like uh unprotected sex uh <laughs> dabbling in satan and then really getting into satan yeah <laughs> and those, that was about it for this dude I, so he should they get married and as they leave the, i cannot help but forget this shot the shot <laughs> was brilliant they so they leave the town hall and as they're walking down the aisle to leave the town hall she puts a bouquet of flowers, which is like the centerpiece for the show, like when they are doing like panning out or whatever, like as like the screenshot. Bride killers. For bride killers. Killer. Bride killer. <laughs> so they're doing, but they're doing this, this, uh, this shot of the flowers on the chair. And like, that's the shot. Like that's significant. It's like, oh, I don't care about these flowers. I'm just going to throw them down. So, yeah. But you know, effectively the chair caught the bouquet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the other thing uh, that was funny about that scene is the uh, is like the difference between the narration. Yes, and, and the, the music. music was it spring awake? No, spring. Not it, awake. it went. It was the one that went. And meanwhile, the the voiceover is like these two were just fucking up their lives. <laughs> Holy shit! They were gonna. They were about to murder people and fucking. You know, their kids are gonna be a mess. They're gonna have like two little babies, and they grow up to be like you know little uh, David Koresh's and Charlie Mansons. Well, to defend the music supervision for this production, I must admit that if you're gonna have a wedding scene, uh, you you gotta put something a little more festive. Um, unfortunately, the voiceover, you're right, does not match it at all. Yeah. So it takes you out of the place entirely. You're yeah. just like, why is well, this supposed to be a good thing? Well, and then after they got married, too, basically, uh, Elliot went into his job, his dishwashing job, and he was like, you know what? I'm done. And then they just went and they, quote unquote, disappeared. They disappeared. Right. On their honeymoon. On their fucking honeymoon. So, yeah. So, so let's just um, give a little big picture of what's going on so far. This is all happening in North Carolina. And nobody knows they got married, and they just kind of do it. And then they just split, and they go to Pennsylvania, and they move in with Shay. Yeah. Or so it seems. Shay Dietz, man. Yeah, or Shay Dietz. Can we just talk about that phrase, or so it seems, for a minute? I know you just said, and they split, but or so it seems, uh, you could also uh, 
relates to uh, embroidery and uh, and, uh, sure. and clothes. I see the pun that you're there's, going for it, there. There's a very good fabric <laughs> pun in there. You Look know, you made that joke earlier, and I didn't understand what you were saying, but now I do, and I appreciate it more. Well, thank you, Eric. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sorry I didn't laugh the first no, time. You shouldn't have. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Yeah, it is. So it seems, like, the with the needle and thread. Yeah, yeah, no, we got it. Good. So they, so they, <laughs> moved, to, so they moved to Pennsylvania. Where in Pennsylvania? They moved, they moved to a place in Pennsylvania called... Gettysburg. I don't know. Um, no, 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 you got no. this. No, I have it. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, uh, well, Sunbury. Sunbury was what it was called. Sunbury no, 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 no. is later. Sunbury is later. They moved to a place. I remember hearing it, and I had trouble spelling it. It was so weird. Like, I never heard. I mean, I'm not from Pennsylvania. I've traveled through even the worst parts of Pennsylvania before, but I did not recognize it. So it sounds like they just moved. Oh, here it is. Sealands Grove. Where the hell is that? Yeah, where is that? I'm going to. No clue. Yeah, I'm, here, look at I, I spelled that phonetically, by the way, so <laughs> I don't know. It's, and it's not gr- grave, it's grove. That it's was, grove. So Sealand's yeah. Grove, Pennsylvania. Sealand's and it's probably a it's another small town. So whatever the reason, they just were like, Sealand's yeah, Grove, Pennsylvania, it. in Snyder County. Uh, that's the Susquehanna. That's the Susquehanna River. Yes. So that's like, I don't even know where that is. Where the hell is that? That's like, <laughs> it's I, by the Susquehanna River. Oh, good. I'm glad to know. You're welcome. Um, no, it's like, it's uh, deep in there. It's pretty deep in there because... You, Just like they were in Satan. You're Whoa. like, I, I've been to Wilkes-Barre in Kingston, New York. Uh, sorry, Kingston, New York. I'm from around Kingston, New York originally, but there is a Kingston, Pennsylvania, which is right by Wilkes-Barre. I know this because I went to a hardcore uh, festival there when I was uh, like in college. So this is like even deeper there. Like I can't even think of a more like scary place to be than like the very absolute middle of Pennsylvania. No lie. <laughs> like this is nowhere near Scranton. It's nowhere near Allentown. It's nowhere near Lancaster or Harrisburg. It's just like deep in there. So like they clearly just want to be fucking away from everybody and yeah, start a I mean, new well, life entirely. Well, like I, like maybe you got like a sweet dish shop. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think they I think they moved in because Shade Deeds lived there. Oh, That's yeah, probably yeah. why they moved. Oh in. yeah yeah. They Shea needed Deeds. a place to de- stay and they stayed with Shay. Uh, Elliot, E L L Y T T E. E L L Y T E. Elliot. He basically, they move in with Shay, and uh, the narration, they're like, and then they really got their shit together. No, they didn't. But they but they weren't being complete scumbags at the time, at this point in their life. Elliot got a dishwashing job, so that sounded like, you know, he got a job. Sure. Yeah, okay. What was she doing? I don't right? know. Don't, what was she see. doing? She needed money. So oh. what did she do? Well... <laughs> What did she do to make money? It, interesting you would bring that up. What, uh, how do you make money in small town Pennsylvania when you're just moving in and you have a daughter and you barely have enough money to even buy a, a, a ring uh, or have a ring bought for you? But you basically, you know, what, what do you do? Oh, I know. Prostitution. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, she did a – she created an account on Craigslist. She said um, men would give her money for companionship – an interesting conversation. Oh, so I guess it wasn't prostitution. Well, hey, here's but that's a... not what the Cla- Craigslist ad said. I have a real bone to pick with this <laughs> because it's really important that if you are putting very specific language on Craigslist, then you should know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, at this point, we don't know where shit's going to go. You know, anything's possible when you're using Craigslist. How? long was she doing this for before shit got out of control well she started three weeks after her marriage three weeks after she gets married yeah but how long was she doing this before things took an unexpected turn all right well let's talk about that (laughs) so on uh she like she starts doing this and then like how long until like she just can't take it anymore and starts changing the pace a little bit um you're talking about the Murder. How long was she having sex until she was like, I'm, I'm going to bring this into a whole other level? I, I, I would imagine it was a while. Like, you know, she was doing the sexing. And right. Wait, wait, wait. Because how long were they married until... Uh, well, we, we could figure this out. Until our man 
Troy came into November the November 11th is when she meets Troy. Yep. And they got married. With... September, October 22nd. Yeah. So they... Yeah. And, and that's when she met Elliot. Instantaneous, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and, she... and that's Elliot, not Troy. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so, what, so then, if uh, am I to understand then that they move to PA, put, she puts this ad out on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and she's basically saying that this is, like, what I want to do, and the first person... Let's just go for it. Let's just gun it. It's fucking boring in Pennsylvania. So, oh, yeah. So this I is know, like you can't her, be too hard on her. This is her, <laughs> so this is probably her first and only client. Maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe? I think it is. I think it is. Spoiler and, alert. You know, I, there was a death. <laughs> the bride killer makes it want to sound like she's like been doing this a while. But I think... Well, let's just get into it. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, let's all go right. all in, man. Okay, all right. So... Uh, basically what happened is on November 11th, 2013, uh, she puts a Craigslist out, ad out saying, Hey, uh, if you give me a hundred dollars, gentlemen, you could have the pleasure of my company, but that means sex for the most part. And the person who responded was a man named Troy LaFerrara. 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 How old is he? He's 42 years old. So he's significantly older. Yep. Significantly. Yeah, yep. yeah, a man of a certain age. He's 42 years old. He's well-liked. He's married. He's an engineer. And he likes prostitutes. Um, I, I can't help but look over your shoulder. It says, likes prostitutes, I guess. <laughs> as, if, as if that needs to be justified at all. Sorry. Well, it's like, it's like well, I guess, I guess like, you know, I'm okay with them. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> you I are mean, either in or you're not. The thing is, do, how do we really know? Maybe, like... Maybe he didn't like prostitutes, but someone dared him. He's like, hey, I dare you to respond to this Craigslist ad and pay for sex <laughs> with a teenager. Right. Okay, so uh, this poor fucking goober of a man. My man Troy. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I just see this guy. He's, like, he's just a super nice, like, oh, how, do the, how are the Yankees doing? Like, just one of those guys where you're like, oh, you were... Adorable, and but at the same time, just a goober. Um, so anyway, he responds to this Craigslist, and they end up meeting in the Susquehanna Valley Mall mm-hmm. parking lot of Hummel's Wharf, Pennsylvania. Ooh. So the dude drives in. This is this is I'm talking about Troy LaFerrera, and then Miranda's already parked. Uh, the guy parks. Miranda basically texts this dude and says, uh, "Hey, why don't you come in my car?" He gets in the car, and they drive six miles away to Sunbury. Sunbury. What they should have done is they should have uh, drove to Canada where they, like, you know, decriminalized murder there. (laughs) I don't know how how versed people are about Canadian true crime, but same same type of crimes. But the the, the fucking part where they're supposed to get punished doesn't happen. <laughs> it just does not happen. Like, people skate all the time. It's infuriating. I'm sorry. They're, uh, just, too, they're just far too nice there. Yeah. They even let polite. criminals go away. Oh, yeah. just don't do it again. Yeah, no, I, I was reading about this one cult leader, and, like, he just, he kept, he would not stop murdering babies. And uh, for whatever reason, he just always was able to come back, you know? Like, I see the judge being like, all right, but this is the last time, Roch. The guy with the name was Roch. Roch? Yeah. R-O-T-C-H? No, R-O-C-H. So maybe... Roch. Roque. Tear a lot. It better be something that's French. It's It's Roque. That's how they pronounced it. Yeah. But, uh... That's a hard name to have as a kid. (laughs) I mean, Canadians, man. And if you don't believe me... If you don't believe me, watch a little Netflix called Dear Zachary. It will make your fucking blood boil. The judges just will not fucking put people in jail. And it's infuriating. Like, it's it's different because, like, in California, it's the opposite. California gets you for stealing a pair of socks. They'll put you in jail for life. But in Canada, you can, you can kill a baby and you'll be okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I mean, I feel you, brother. I feel you. That's that's real. Dear Zachary, man, if, if you guys saw Dear Zachary, we would be like just going around breaking shit right now. We'd be like knocking over televisions, and you know, I'd probably like try to 
pull that fridge over, you know, all types of stuff. <laughs> all we and to think all we would need to do to avoid all that is just to believe in Satan and just chill. Or maybe just dabble. dabble. Just dabble a little bit in Satanism. <laughs> so, uh, Miranda... They pick, travel, they travel over. Travel yeah. to Sunbury, and uh, what's happening is that Elliot is in the back seat. Well, we don't know that yet. But we do not know that, that yet. But... I know it. I'm, yeah, I know it too. Yeah. Right. But it's <laughs> the, I mean... The, in, the, in the way the story is art, the way it's shown is, is that a body shows up, right? And it turns out later that it was an accomplice murder, but... But we're what? doing it in different... We're, we're talking about it chronologically. Yeah, chronologically. Yeah, but, but, so we're but, just talking about the murder first. Sure, sure, sure. So the murder happens, though. Yeah. And his body is found... And the person that finds it thinks that it's a Halloween decoration initially. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's my man, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. my man. R.I.P. your man, right. Troy. Okay. Okay, so uh, and then and then the wife reports it missing and identif- helps identify the body when they look at it, and he's got laceration marks around his neck and multiple stab wounds. How many stab wounds, Aaron? Twenty. Twenty. That's absurd. That, that's like a, that's like ostentatious. I think yeah, that's, that's more than ten. More than ten. So clearly, he was cold blooded murdered and left to die. Uh, left, left. He his also, carcass left. Yeah, he also has um, uh, lacerations. Not lacerations, strangulation marks around his neck. Strangulation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not lacerations, but strangulation. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I'm a terrible criminologist. There cri- is a criminologist. difference. <laughs> yeah. Lacerations is when you cut, and strangulations is when you strangle. They found barbed wire. It was yeah. very, very specifically barbed wire. I love how in this recreation scene, particularly... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's back It was a barbed wire. It was like piano wire or something. Oh, that's yeah. what it was? There's something. What, what, did they, what did they call it? It was like string. It wasn't it, like... Chicken cord? wire? It yeah. was like cord. Yeah. Or... It looked like chicken wire. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's a kid. I can't help but ignore <laughs> this kid. I applaud you, kid, wherever you are. The kid who's acting in this... Cannot be less interested <laughs> if he tried yeah. doing this. He's like, there's clearly like the pantomime of him, of like the police officer asking, uh, you know, what he, if he, what he saw, and the mom's there. The mom is like doing a good job. The kid's just like, yeah, uh, no, or like he was like, no, nah, like very kind of not even stone faced kid. The kid's just sort of like, um, yeah, 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 I, I didn't see. Very sort of like glazed over look as if like he just is looking forward to getting the fuck out of there because he's been <laughs> filming for eight hours. The same scene. He does look like uh, Elliot though. What? Yeah, the, I mean the casting the decision on the kid is actually pretty good where... Miranda uh, looks that, old as fuck though. Are we talking they, about what, the same person? I, I'm talking about the kid who was interviewed during the uh, identifying the, the body. When, mm. like, they're on the scene with the police and are, like, asking... Oh, you're talking about, like, a bystander that got yeah. interviewed? Oh, okay. I couldn't help but notice that. Yeah. Look, you'll have to be... you have to understand, like, I did, myself, some background work yeah. on an investigation discovery show. Incidentally, around the same year that this was... Uh, that all this shit was happening. Um, it's called Frenemies. When, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was an episode called oh. Playing With Fire. I, and, I've seen that. I've seen that episode not, the, not not that episode but i've seen that series that series had an episode called playing with fire which was about like best friends and when i played the husband of one of the friends whom uh was on the receiving end of uh bff uh, tur- uh you know turned enemy you know who <laughs> killed her best friend and i was the best friend's uh husband oh, and nice. so yeah that was a fun shoot but uh also you know it just proves to me just like how like they want to try and you know make accurate depictions uh be it of what actually happened or just of the actual actors themselves sure and can i chime in a bit because like the casting for elliot was like pretty spot on it was Mm -hmm. the guy looked like that and then the lady that they got for miranda was like way older and like way hotter uh miranda i i think miranda was pretty cute really oh yeah all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna waver on this one. Nope. She's she's a she's a cute little weirdo, and I'm into it. But so she gets so she they ask her they they question her because she was the last number. So okay. So uh, there's a little up. bit more. Yeah. A little bit more. Go ahead. A little bit more. They so uh, basically what happens is they they find Troy 
uh, dead. They don't know who he is first. He's right. stabbed. He got strangled. Uh, Troy's wife reported him missing. So that's how they put two and two together. But they're still very confused about what happened because the guy was very well-liked. He had no enemies. So they still have nothing to go on until they look under the body and they find a set of keys and a phone. They open the phone and the last incoming call on that phone was Elliot Barber. Right. Bam. Yeah. Boom. So they go to the house. Elliot Barber isn't there. Elliot Barber's at work. What well, was he doing at work? Uh, washing dishes. Naturally. <laughs> yes. So they take Miranda in. So now we're at the... F- There's basically several interviews after this. We're at interview number one. And this one, she denies knowing the dude. And she's a terrible liar. Yeah. She's like an awful liar. There's a clip of her standing up and getting in the officer's face as if, like, she's being gaslighted. I just got married. You guys are coming in my life, questioning me. I'm very offended. I had informed her that we were conducting an investigation into Mr. Lafiera. Do you understand why we're questioning you? Do you understand why I feel the way that I feel? No. Do you understand why we're questioning you? I don't. Miranda had denied uh, having anything to do with the victim. And I'm sorry, but like that is very, very, uh, uh, you know, ballsy for her to do that, for her to get up and be like, you can't keep me here, you can't keep me here, I don't know what you're talking about at all. Yeah, she was just way overcompensating. Correct. Mm -hmm. The police, they interviewed the police who did the interrogation, and he said that she was very timid, she was very nervous. Like, clearly, she was very nervous. Kind of um, murdery? Yeah. Yeah, a little... She, <laughs> she, a little timid, a little murder. She had, like, a little murder in her eyes. Um, she, like, you know, like, her breath just smelled like murder a little bit, you yeah. know? And, uh, yeah, she just had this aura of, I just stabbed a dude 20 times. So, basically, uh, she knows that she's not pulling it off, so she tries another route where she, like, stands up and she's like, do you know how I feel? And the guy's like, yeah, I know how you feel. You're probably really scared because you murdered someone and now you're in a cop's office, but do you know why I have to talk to you about that? Because I'm a police officer <laughs> and it's my job to catch whoever killed this dude who is probably you. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but I just got married. <laughs> yeah, like, like she just keeps like, she's like, she's like, this is my honeymoon, and you're ruining it. <laughs> Mazel tov, lady. I'm questioning you about a really serious crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm pretty sure you killed this, but I just got married. You know, right? No fucking registry, nothing. You know, there wasn't even a cake. No ring. Yeah. No ring. Yeah. No, yeah. Is this like a wedding gift? Fuck you. Yeah. You know who did come to the wedding? Fucking Troy. <laughs> no, Shay. Oh. Right? Shay, what's your last name again? Oh, Shay Deets. Shay Deets. Do, 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 do. Which is, where is a, uh, like a character's name of some movie that, that in, in my head, um, whatever. Lots, yeah. of, lots uh, of things are going that, on in my that, head. No, no, that's that's very fair. To be fair, uh, you have uh, uh, a screenplay and you uh, take uh, the uh, initiative to have a really weird, funny, uh, ironic name for one of the main characters as a sort of a, a last-ditch effort to make your script somewhat interesting, right? Mm-hmm. When you give, when you give the character some kind of a funny name that's e- that's really hilarious to say, like like Shady Deets, like Shady Deets, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shady Deets. I think I think uh, you know what I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of Clueless. All right. I think there was a, a character in there named Deets. Shay. There was a character named Shay. The, the yeah, named Shay. Shay was like the best friend. Yeah. You know, with like the really loud print thing. Yeah. You know. How great would it have been in Clueless? This whole story was a subplot, <laughs> right? And, and just like a couple kids on the peripheral that, like, like, yeah, we don't really talk to them. Did you hear? Like, they had a bunch of babies and murder it, dude. You know? Oh, that's Elliot. He comes inside, girls, and he just doesn't worry about it. Stay away from that guy. Oh man, man, my my sister would definitely have been not allowed to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is. Uh, the dude, Murphy Brown, not Mur- Brittany Mur- Brown. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. <laughs> rest Murphy in, Brown rest in was peace like... to Brittany Murphy. For uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kudos. That could be a whole episode in itself because no one knows what happened to her. But it's true, actually. In, yeah. in Clueless, 
her love interest kind of looks like Elliot. Breckin Meyer? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I, well, that, 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 that was an I'm going go, to call foul on that because Breckin Meyer had amazing 90s long hair. And let's be real. The three of you, the three of us, the, the two of you, <laughs> let's be fucking real here. That Elliot's hair is like receding hairline by the time this all is going down unless well, uh, unless it's no it is because well, that the re, the actor had fine hair but the actual Elliot Barber's hair is like classic widow's peak receding hairline well i will Anyways. counter that with being accused of murder will make you lose your hair okay all right. Yeah, but, I, but I'm going to counter next part where this guy's a fucking psycho and he doesn't deal with stress the way other people do because he's a sociopath. So let's talk about th- this sociopath and his wife here because the, the wife is clearly being questioned and then after like some other evidence gets planted, she changes her tune. Yes, so basically um, the cops confront her with the cell phone evidence so at first she goes i don't know that dude i don't know him i don't know that guy and then uh the cops are all like hey we found the cell phone and your husband with the last call on the cell phone and she goes she goes i know that guy i know him but we were supposed to make plans to meet up and never met up Mm -hmm. so some other dude murdered him i guess then (laughs) then the cops let her go for whatever so silly reason they do. It's they didn't have like the evidence to hold her. I mean they they probably didn't want to let her go. This is 2014. You mean to tell me that her, that the phone logs do not uh have any bit of relevant uh qualification to land whomever this was? Yeah, I guess like Pennsylvania I mean, are the cops is like idiots too? No, I think like Pennsylvania is sort of like Florida in that way. Okay. So, yeah. Florida, under the bus. Uh, every, uh, <laughs> no, let's not go there. Every, every, um, every state is, is totally, uh, uh, totally different. So, all right. So, it, it all varies. What they could have hold, held her for in, like, Iowa, uh, they'll let you go for in Minnesota. Yeah, like, yeah. each state's laws are different. And, okay. And I will recant my Florida yeah. under the bus thing. It's just the home of true crime. That's okay. We'll just edit it. I mean, you're, you're talking about, to clarify, Florida in general is just always a punchline because it's just so crazy. We're not talking about the specific, uh, we'll just I, I love Floridians. Part. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but. I was conceived in Florida. There you go. There was uh, <laughs> evidence that showed that Miranda was clearly connected to this murder. And so then she admits that it's not just her. Mm. what happens is they let her go Mm -hmm. they let her go after she says yes we had plans to meet up I am a prostitute but I didn't meet her up they let her go and on the ride back she's talking to her friend Shay Dietz Shay Dietz Dietz. and she tells Shay Dietz she goes Shay I got something to tell you I stabbed that dude like I stabbed him to death but it was self defense right Mm -hmm. and Shay tells you to Go back around, go in there, and just be like, you got to tell him exactly what happened. That was self-defense. It wasn't your fault. And that's exactly what she says. She's like, hey, cops. Was, um, was she Deeds uh, Miranda's friend or Elliot's friend? Uh, they were roommates. Oh, okay. Um, so she goes into the, the precinct, and she says, look, remember how like a second ago I was here, and I was all like, I don't know that dude? Uh, I, I lied. I totally murdered him. But... Uh, it was self-defense. The guy was putting his hands all over me, and I couldn't have that happen. However, her story didn't match up with the evidence found, on namely the neck. that because of yeah, the neck, there was still the strangulation. Like she, t- she said she stabbed him, but what you're gonna like stab someone to death and then all of a sudden decide to strangle them for no reason? Right. It didn't add up, and clearly there must have been a second pair of hands at work here. Yeah. So they were already looking at Elliot for that. Right. Oh, and the other piece of evidence that didn't make sense was Miranda was like a hundred pounds and this dude was like two sixty. Right. How on earth could she kill him with all that might on her uh, yeah. against her? I mean, Troy was a big old boy. Yeah. The cops don't believe her and they put her under arrest for criminal homicide. And then uh, they go pick up Elliot 
And this is the best part of the story. <laughs> I, I like this part a lot. They pick up Elliot and they take him to the precinct. And like before this, Elliot's like on the news being like, my wife's innocent. It was self-defense. And they send him to the precinct. He like goes out for a cigarette. He lights up the cigarette and goes, this is, my, this is my last cigarette as a free man. He gives up immediately. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even try to lie. Not even for a second. It's like, lie, dude. Lie for longer. You I know, don't know. Give it, it a it, shot. It, it's kind of commendable that he was like, all right, fuck it. I'm caught. This guy loved talking about this murder. He <laughs> talked about this murder like he, not even like he planned it. He talked about it like. We're talking about this, like, like with great detail and extreme, uh, uh, you know, verbosity. Yeah. Like he went all in. So let's talk about the murder now. What actually happened? Um, little <laughs> recap: Troy, this uh, lovable dumpy goober, gets into a gets into a car, and she drives this dude across the river. You know, for and- out for what maybe an hour. Right? I don't know how no, long. No, it was like six miles. Six miles? Oh, it wasn't long. It was yeah. long. But yeah. meanwhile... They thought that Sunbury was like Canada, uh, only <laughs> to realize that it was still Pennsylvania. The, to be honest, they crossed the river and they assumed they were in Canada. Of course they did. <laughs> That's what happened. They, they mistook the Susquehanna for the St. Lawrence Seaway. And they just thought they were... They, oh, he, she thought that they killed this dude in Ottawa. She was so confused... <laughs> <laughs> when they were like, you're still in Pennsylvania, which is America, which means we we fucking lock people up in this country. It isn't, and she goes, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they, um, so she takes him across to Sunbury. Elliot the whole time is in the back seat. Under a blanket. Under, Under a blanket. blanket. So this is, this is, this brought up a huge thing for me. Cause I remember going and driving a lot when I was a kid. You know when somebody is in the back seat. Yeah, when someone is under a blanket about to murder you. You have to be a goddamn imbecile if you can't recognize that there is somebody hiding in the back seat. Wait, wait, wait. Don't Don't talk shit about my man Troy. Don't talk about fucking Troy like that. I'm sorry, but Troy had to have been a little bit dense if he can't hear... The f- that somebody's clearly the quiet as a mouse in Troy, the backseat. Troy was a trusting, <laughs> loving individual who who saw what's in people's hearts. Yeah. And he just, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. You could totally be right. But I mean, you know. Dumb lovable. Uh, oh, oh, I got a good solution for this problem. He thought he was going to get laid. Yeah. Once your dick gets in the mix, yeah. it's, it's bye-bye, brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's bye-bye anything that it's true. should be yeah, reasonable. It, he had it. one thing into his mind. Well, and yeah. also, Craigslist. What what was Troy's deal, really? You know, yeah. where he's, like, responding to a Craigslist ad? Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's a bit no, crazy. No, I mean, Troy clearly was a sad, sad man. Yeah, hey, don't talk about Troy like that. No, I, 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 I'm not calling him an idiot or anything. I'm just saying, like, we don't know what happened. What, no, well, what we, Troy's we, well, backstory. We, we know well, what happened. We, we actually, yeah, but you we, know we don't know. We, well, we don't know what's going on in his love life. No. What was happening between Tro- Troy and his wife? There might have been some issues there. Well, what? Maybe his wife was into it yeah. and she suggested it. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I, it, I doubt many that. Options, <laughs> many and options. The reason the I doubt that is because uh, she would have called up the police instead of saying, my husband's missing. She would have said, my husband's missing, and he was with a prostitute last night, <laughs> which I think she left out. Meanwhile, in the back seat, this murder happens because after... They have like a, what's it called? Like a, it's a word. It's like yeah, a there's, phrase. There's a call oh, oh, phrase. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got that right I got now. it. I got it. You got it? Yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, yeah. She was supposed to tell a signal, and that signal is when Elliot was supposed to pop up and like wrap a cord around his neck. And the the phrase was, uh, do they you see the stars? stars? They're so beautiful tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, the real bunch. She improvised. Well, the, yeah, well. You she know, improvised. Mm-hmm. She didn't say the actual phrase that well, she was supposed to say. You would think. A show about murder. We get like the right murder part, right? You know what? What are these producers doing? Just sitting on their ass? This one saying. Just yeah. get the fucking saying right. She probably did that scene. Uh, no, not to discredit her acting ability. I'm sure she's a fine actress. But like, 
the fact that they decided that they were just going to take that shot because it was the perfect lighting, even though the line was wrong, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, but what the saying was like, uh, have uh, you seen the stars? Uh, or did you see the stars? Yeah, did you see the stars tonight? What they say in uh, the show is, aren't the stars beautiful? And then the guy goes, you know what? You're beautiful. And he like reaches over to like cop a feel, but instead of like, doing it correctly he like rubs the top of her shoulder very awkwardly so i don't know if that was a choice that was the actors or if that was just like something that the woman didn't feel comfortable being fondled Mm. because there's a a very slippery slope when it comes to being on set and doing things that are appropriate and not uh completely excessive to be fair though I wouldn't be surprised if this 42-year-old dude was just being, like, rubbing shoulder just very yeah. sensually and <laughs> as a way to just sort of try and just not fondle, but just sort of, like, you know, seduce the woman. Right? Wait, hey, wait, you're talking about my man Troy. I'm talking about your man Troy. You're talking about the actor that played Troy. <laughs> but but in, in, in I get what you're saying, and people have to be comfortable on set, yeah. and I 100% get that, but... All I'm saying, if I was producing this show, I would have cut that entire part out instead of have a half-ass awkward. It, it was throw. awkwardly placed. Yeah. It was. So a- after like three times that she says it, like Beetlejuice, he finally pops up, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but not until she, she starts, starts stabbing, st- him. stabbing him herself because she can't wait any longer. So she actually does make the first blow, and he comes out finally after like for whatever reason deliberating uh yeah. and counting the amount of uh hairs on his chin while he's underneath the blanket he comes out with the wire and, and like holds him, him down holds him down so that he can't defend himself i don't yeah i don't even think elliot really did anything he's he looks so weak <laughs> he's just as he would probably look mm, take that too he's like ah, I'm more concerned about the 19 stab wounds yeah. in my fucking torso he's like yeah but I'm also strangling you a little bit why do you like that bitch now back to the uh, confession where he's confessing all this on camera he confesses it on camera almost to a cinematic level in which he knows that the camera is there and he is eating this up. He loves he, it. He, he loves it. He is like obsessed with every crevice of this story's detail so that he can milk it for all that it's worth. Meanwhile, as you pointed out, he really didn't do much. So he's kind of taking credit for something that really the only accomplice, uh, the only way that he has anything to do with this is that he just happened to have his phone and he was there as a witness and assisted, but not was in any way, shape, or form the true murderer in this situation. So he was taking credit once again for something that a woman did. Yeah. Well, Fuck you, men. Well, can we talk about my favorite part of this case? Sure. It's, um, you know, after the murder occurs and mm-hmm. they dump the body, they go and get hamburgers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he quote-unquote says, it was delicious. Yeah. But now, he, <laughs> wait, but he, he, but he goes, he's like, so he's talking to the cops and he's like, and then we killed her. And then we went out for a snack, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. And and the cop and the cops kind of like it was delicious. And he's like, it was delicious. It's so fucking delicious. And so yeah, they went to yeah. get, they went to get burgers, and I had to look this up because I was like, okay, you just killed somebody. Where are y'all gonna go for a burger at whatever time of night? And unless there was another burger place that existed uh, four years ago or so. You had two choices, at least from a current date, and that's Burger King or Red Robin. If I just committed a murder, am I going to go to the Red Robin or the Burger King? I don't know. What in Sunbury, is. Pennsylvania. Well, well, Red Robin's like a little fancy when it comes to hamburgers. I feel okay. You know, where Burger King, you know, you're at like your dollar menu type thing, right? So, did they, but did, if you're killing somebody and you love the fact that you just killed somebody. Do you just get a typical Burger King, or do you treat yourself to a real, oh, true, see. fancy burger? It, it, I mean, it, 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 that's a valid no point. way to know, because who knows what's going on in this guy's fucked up head. Oh, and right? maybe he loves Burger King. Yeah. Maybe, like, well, he's like... Imagine if, like, imagine if, like, before he confessed, like, Burger King got to him, and he was like, 
Look, uh, we're having a little trouble getting people to like promoter stuff. So instead of saying the burger's delicious, if you could use Whopper, we would really appreciate that. <laughs> so at the end, he's like, and the Whopper was delicious. <laughs> I you know, mean, a Whopper it, is yeah, delicious. I, I had it with no mayo <laughs> and double cheese, and it was delicious. So they get they get a uh, they they manage to get a, a plea deal in which they don't get the death penalty, mm-hmm. but they get life in prison. Yep. Yes. So uh, that's basically it. Yeah, they copped the deal, and they were charged with second-degree murder, uh, robbery, aggravated assault, and possession of an instrument of a crime, which seems really redundant, you know? <laughs> like, of course. Like, the the first three, you would think, kind of encompass that. But, hey, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> just, let's just throw anything at them. So, they got life without parole, still married. And have a kid, and they uh, have totally left their kid out to, to now get you know uh, go under foster care. So that's really responsible parenting. Well, no, I think the kid lives with the parents. Maybe kids live in Texas with Miranda's family. Okay, uh, so yeah, yeah, so no freak uncle. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I hope uncle. not. Oh, come on. It's a cycle of violence. Ugh. So, uh, no, no, they clearly didn't. <laughs> so, wait, the kid wasn't in PA with uh, with them? Because I'm pretty sure that the kid was there. No, but he, the kid he was eventually there. gets. He, he's in Texas, or she's in Texas now. Right. Mm. So, she gets relocated with the family. But at, at this point, like, clearly, the only way for these jokers to make money is to kill somebody. And according to what Elliot. <laughs> elite elite <laughs> says they did it because they just wanted to kill somebody and then he looks up at the security camera like wink and i'm thinking to myself you're a jackass yeah. like you sold your entire family down the river yeah. because you wanted to be famous you wanted to be a natural born killer well, type. And, and, yeah, and i will see yeah, and Sorry. a shitty roommate to shady eats yeah and certainly that uh smug look on his face probably got Wiped off the first minute that uh, someone or something penetrated his asshole, and you know, just looking at this guy, he's a little—he he had a teardrop tattoo. He's like, not going to have fun ew. in prison. By the time he got sentenced, he already had a teardrop tattoo. So you, you know, know doesn't that, that mean yeah. he killed someone in prison? No, 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 no. no. no and this was just a sentencing, it, so he wasn't even in prison yet. He was no, in no, jail. no. <clears throat> but I'm saying the teardrop tattoo. I mean, I think that's what it means for anyone else. And we don't even know if that was a tattoo. It just it, it looked like a mark. You're doing everything wrong. He's just doing. You're just doing everything wrong, yeah. Elliot. But um, but he, he's not going to be good in prison. You know, he's he's no you know um Marshall Apple White. He's no uh Charles Manson or Jim Jones. Nah, he's not. He's that not cool. David Koresh. Nah. He's not L. Ron Hubbard. He's a fucking idiot. They're yeah. both they're they're really cool people. These people. Yeah, no. they're like stand up individuals yeah. in the crime world. Like even like the best criminal would look at the story and like, man, those guys are idiots. Yeah, he's no Roach Teller. You know, he's <laughs> no Jim Jones. Oh, yes. You know, I just want to know how Waco's attached to the unsolved murders of Biggie and Tupac, because clearly that's a thing. Sure, and we'll we'll get into that on another episode. We gotta wait. Just one thing before we leave. Sure. So basically, after Elliot confessed, Miranda confessed also immediately, and then she also copped for killing twenty-two people uh, within two thousand eight and two thousand thirteen. But she said all the people were bad, making her like some type of like fucked up female Dexter Morgan. Uh, the problem is law enforcement said uh the police were skeptical stating we have been in contact with other law enforcement agencies where she has lived and uh haven't received any information and then dot 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 plus she's a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) the the cops didn't say that last part i said that for comedic effect (laughs) So, so i think we hit it man i think we hit all the key points in this thing uh Hey, uh, you got any hot plugs you want to do? Hot plugs? Oh, goodness. That's... <laughs> that There sounds so dirty there. I'll give you a hot plug. Yeah. The hot plug was delicious. <laughs> Please don't. Um, hot plug for Elliot's ears, right? <laughs> weirdo. Um, I can be heard every Thursday afternoon on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
That's rfb.nyc slash lar. That's the code for my show, Lost and Rebound, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Yeah, me and my buddy Jimmy Hoffman uh, and New Orleans-based uh, co-host for the time being, uh, Allison Goodman, uh, hosts. Uh, we've been doing this. And yeah, I remember, Nick, you were on the show, and we got a chance to listen to some of your old uh, rapidy rap rap, <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffman, doesn't nobody know where he's buried? Uh, I'll let him tell you that. <laughs> I was joking. I was joking. It's like Jimmy Hoffman, Jimmy oh, Hoffman. Do you yep. guys get it? Yep. It's conspiracy theories. I, I'm into them. I, 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 will, I, I will let him, as the uh, person whose name is being joked with, uh, respond to that the next time he comes from the grave, you asshole. I'm sorry. Uh, Aaron, you got anything to plug? Maybe so, the what's uh, in the Yes. I run a comedy show. It's uh, every first Wednesday of the month at... A uh, bar called Pet Shop in Jersey City. Come check it out. We would love to have you there. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's also where you could see uh, more of the work that me and Nick do uh, in uh, Love Is Amazing Productions. Sure, and um, big shout out to our editor Anoa Levine. Much props to our good friend Isaac Stryker for the theme song. Go to our website, loveisamazing.com. Um, and yeah, just check us out. We'll keep it popping. Thanks, guys. Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.